welcome to a new episode of ARG Presents that's calculated to entertain and educate. Mm. I'm your good pal, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who's less like a calculator and more like one of those you know, speaking spells. I give you the brand. I prefer to be called an abacus. I like to just step right on my line. <laughs> well, well I was trying to help you, you out. You literally are a speaking spell. <laughs> How's it going this week, the Brent? It is going well. Oh, God. Listen, you know, we... We do a lot of different uh, uh, subjects on the old ARG present. No, we are laser focused. Yeah, well, I'm just saying this week we've got one that's sort of near and dear to your heart because you were a calculator geek from back in the day. This week uh, we spun the wheel and made the deal. And bam, we're doing calculator games. That's right. That's right, folks. Be as stunned as I am. You can play games on a calculator. Who'd have thunk it, Brent? Well, me. Well, okay, you would. <laughs> Listen, you you dug you dug deep this week to educate and inform. So, what's the story, Morning Glory? Well, I am I'm going to solely be talking about the TI line of calculators, okay. and there's a reason for that. All right, uh, Texas Instrument, obviously huge company. Right? I've heard of them. Yeah, um, huge chip manufacturer. They do a lot of stuff. Well, one thing they do with an iron fist is dominate the calculator market. Yeah. And I don't mean like, oh, there's a couple other players out there. No, 90-some percent is all Texas Instrument calculator. It's funny because if you'll recall, just to step in for a minute, because that's what I like to do. Uh-huh. Um, this Commodore used to make calculators. Everyone used to make calculators. Right, and... Uh, when uh, Jack Tramiel realized that T.I. was basically hosing him on chips, they stepped out of the calculator business and into the computer business. Right. And so you can, you can actually pinpoint the moment where the calculator business, like, pivoted right there, and in, in a weird way, birthed the C64. <clears throat> of course, that ended up sort of birthing the T.I. Uh, computer line that was, uh, you know, for a short while. And one would wonder if the the instant domination of TI in the calculator field from back in those days is one of the reasons why they're the only dog around these days. Well, no. Okay. The way well, the, shut me up, didn't it? The reason why <laughs> TI is the only uh, game in town is because they did this smart evil thing. No. They said, "How are we going to dominate this market?" And of course, it's target the youth. The and, youths. The, and how are you going to target the youth? I don't know. You're going to get into schools. So TI basically oh, they pulled an apple. <clears throat> TI basically said, "Listen, uh, we're going to work with textbooks manufacturers and set up these math problems with instructions on how to do it on a TI calculator." Pretty and smart. Once they did that, that had that means teachers want to teach what's in the book, or maybe they just don't have the ability to. Uh, uh, learn other calculators, and I remember this from when I was in school. If you didn't own a Texas Instrument calculator, uh, a TI-81 or TI-85 or something like that, when you got to certain parts in the textbook, you had no idea what to do because it gave you the instructions on how to do it for a TI-81 or a TI-85. You know, now that you mention that, I do have some, I never, this is something I hadn't thought about before, but it's like I do have a vague recollection of seeing the key press like, literally, they have little pictures of the buttons on the calculators that tell you what to do. Yes. Beside, I do remember that from somewhere. I don't know where. Maybe it was in college, even. Uh, so I do <clears> vaguely <throat> recall that, now that you mention it. And some calculators tried to uh, 
coming to the market. HP was tried to push in, uh, and it was it was a disaster because because they're HP. Well, the, <laughs> oh, the, I'm sorry. the The recommendation was listen, get your kid a TI, and past that. So now they they have the dominant audience, right? Okay. So yeah. what do you do when you have a captive audience? You ream them on price. Oh, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, I would call these things being kind of pricey, aren't they? So a, a, a TI-81 calculator back in the day cost about $150. Right. And still today, the same style, I'm not talking about the fancy color screens or that stuff, they're still $150. And the manufacturing price for these things are estimated to be, to, to get it from factory to in the store is something like $25 Per calculator. It's got to be some uh, shady outfit that's cloning these things, right? You'd think so, right? Yeah, I would. <laughs> now, now, there are software programs that ca- that emulate what TI does uh, on the web and stuff like that. But for in your hand, you know, hitting the buttons, yeah. TI's got it locked down. And they went one step farther. They said, listen, uh, you know, testing... Standardized test people. Yeah. Anything that you can has a touch screen or anything that uh, uh, can connect to the internet wirelessly, we shouldn't allow those things in testing. And testing was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, everyone has a phone. And then, assumedly, the TI folks took their dump truck full of money and said, what about now? <laughs> so when you go to do standardized testing, you can't use your phone as a calculator. You have to... Well, I mean, that does make sense, though, because then eh. you, you would cheat. I would, if I had a chance. You obviously don't know the power of a TI calculator. You don't know the power of cheating. You can put... Like, yes, I do, and I can prove it in a moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've got a degree. <laughs> uh, so they they got it set up to where uh, you couldn't use this stuff in standardized testing, which meant, what are you going to do? Well, you got to buy a TI. So it's a scam. Oh, it, it's it's very scammy. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the games and the evolution of how that happened. And it's actually kind of interesting. All right. In uh, the early '90s, TI came out with their first drafting calculator, or the first main wide, you know, to the general public calculator called the TI-81. Yeah. <clears throat> and in the TI-81. Yes, it was a graphing calculator, and you can do all the mathematic fun stuff and all that good jazz. We don't care about that. No. We're here to talk about the game. Yeah. And the, what TI allowed was to write programs in BASIC. And it is a fairly competent... Now, it's not actual BASIC, but it's a fairly competent version of BASIC. You know, you've, got all, you've got a lot of your commands, your ifs, thens. Uh, the setup's very easy. The... Getting started is fairly easy, and the goal for this, what it was supposed to be set up to do, was if you have a math compl- a math thing that you're doing over and over, well, you can write a small program for that. Maybe where you can just say, you know, insert this number and insert that number and go. Well, as soon as you add some kind of custom customal element to a device. People are going to try to play games on it, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is funny how that works because they're bored. It's uh, just a calculator. What do you something cooler on it? Now, and that's a lot of your random number generator games. 
your text-based adventures, your text-based poker games, stuff like that. All of that came out for the TTID one. It was popular, but there was no way to get games from a computer to the calculator unless you typed them in. There was no transfer device. There was no data transfer. So there was no there was no serial cable. Or correct. Anything. Correct. Right. So that really limited what people were willing to do because you could type in a program. One right? would wonder why they bothered to put basic on there. Well, uh, like I said, it was it was there were math places, especially in textbooks, where you could write a small program to handle a math calculation or an equation. So it's almost easier. like a surrogate computer. Basically. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was to make some things easier. All right. So, uh, I know when I was in school, I was <clears throat> in 92, I had a TI-81, and when I saw it could do programs, I did exactly what I did. I made little games, and you couldn't transfer them to other people, but we would trade calculators. So because huh. huh. okay. That's it, not a bad idea. It was a... It was a, a everyone had a TI-81 because that's what the textbook said. That's what the school said you needed to buy. So I would type up a game, and if someone wanted to play the game, I would just give them my calculator. I would take theirs, and then you know if we swapped back at some point, or even if we didn't, we weren't out anything. I had his programs; he had mine. Yeah. So it was a way to share programs by actually sharing the whole system. <laughs> Pretty clever. Um, and that worked really well for a while. Uh, again, it was basic, so it was very limited, but. People were making some good stuff because you can do a lot of stuff with BASIC, obviously. Yeah. Um, and the the calculators had Z80s in them. So the processors were, you know, they or were... Or Z80, if you will. Sure. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the processing power was there, sort of. Uh, but, the, you know, you couldn't do a lot with graphics. What I used to do, Aaron, is there were... It was a calculator, graphing calculator, so you could draw graphs and stuff. But outside of that, you could draw pictures and save them as graph plots. Yeah. And, but they took up a ton of memory because it recorded every, where every pixel was. So I to add graphics to my RPGs, I would have a, a draw a picture of a guy standing there, right? Yeah. And he would probably, he'd be down like with his arms to his side. Yeah. And then I would have. Maybe two or three of those, because you were literally limited to like, to like nine pictures you could save before yeah. your memory was full. So you'd have three, like you'd have a, a human or a, a, a elf-looking guy or a goblin-looking guy, and their arms would be to the side. And then the other pictures I would draw would be arms. Arms like holding a shield or holding a sword. And I would paper doll them onto each other so I could get more combinations. When, that you, way. when you were in class, did you actually do any class work? Oh or no, did you I would sit around. No, doing no, no. This? I would do this at home. Oh man! <laughs> this I'll tell you one, what? Somebody punch this guy's geek card. I would do this at home, and I loved Jeez. it because I mean, for me, it, yeah. first of all, it was a way to creatively express stuff. Plus, I always wanted to, you know, design and do video games, uh, and. It, my friends were interested in seeing what I'd done, which was a motivator. So all the factors were there to just really ramp it up. So that was the TI-81. Right. Stuck in BASIC. You couldn't transfer your files uh, to a computer, or and you had to type everything out. So what happened next? Well, a couple of years later, they released the TI-85. 
All right. And this was a game changer for two major reasons. Game changer number one, you could serial the calculators together. It had a port in the bottom, you plug in. So you could actually join up two calculators? You could have two calculators right. joined, plus you could join it to a computer. Oh, okay. Uh, and data transfer. All right. Thing number two, when that happened, people busted open that Z80 chip. Yeah. So now, instead of forcing everyone to write their programs in BASIC, people started writing them in assembly code. Oh, okay. And transferring it from the computer. This is when the huge the like floodgates were open. This is when games stopped being small, little, you know, done in a classroom stuff, and people really started programming these things. And I saw so many games. A lot of people were pulling, you know, simple arcade games. Uh, Tetris. I spent so much time playing Tetris on my calculator. I mean, oodles. Amazing amounts of time. Uh, another one I remember, they had Space Invaders. They had Breakout. They had, uh, 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 like, Phoenix clones. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about one of those. It was, it was an amazing just explosion of things. And it was every week someone would have a new game. And when someone had a new game, maybe they pulled it off the computer, you've never heard of it, link your two calculators together, transfer it over, bam. Well, Texas Instruments hated this. Um, at first they were on board because it was like, oh, okay, people are doing stuff, whatever. But as soon as they started hacking the calculator, getting into that assembly language, doing all this stuff, it really they tried to put a, an end to it because parents were complaining to Texas Instrument that I bought them this expensive calculator, all he's doing is playing games on it. So that began... The parents, they get in there. That began the forever fight, which still happens today, of Texas Instrument trying to lock down exploits to allow you to program an assembly and the, the coders wanting to be able to have that access, have that power, uh, and fighting to get it in. Another thing is, Texas Instruments kept releasing new calculators throughout the years, more powerful. Eventually, they started using ARM processors, which is the same things that are in cell phones. Yeah. So the processing, and they started, went to a color screen, some of them. Some of them had a, a touchpad that so you could even move around like a mouse. Yeah. Um, and... Every time they would release a new calculator, someone would try to hack it to get to that assembly code, be able to do that kind of stuff. They would release uh, updates to the operating system that would patch the hole, lock it up. You couldn't do it anymore, so they'd have to find another one. Just like every other you know, handheld system, the Wii comes to mind as being the major one of recent history where they kept trying to patch exploits yeah. and the exploits just kept happening. The thing is, how can TI patch anything? No one's going to be firmware updating their TI. Everyone firmware updates their TI. Why? Because it actually unlocks... Well, does it screw up the math unless you firmware update it? it you add new <laughs> functionality to the, your calculator whenever right. you... Right, if I'm playing games on it and I know the firmware is going to screw the games, don't firmware Well, here's me. the thing. You know what they do? I don't. They say, hey, teachers, to get this new function to work, we need to update your calculator. Oh, they're working angles with the school. Absolutely. That's crooked. I Absolutely. Um, but what we're going to focus on today, we're not going to focus on the color screens 
and, and some of the down the line calculators. I think uh, you played your stuff on a TI eighty four. In fact, well, I let's I want to talk about that real quick. Okay, just to break into it. So I came into this with no idea what I was doing as usual, and so I had to find a way to and and you'll understand this uh, gentle viewer and listener if you try to do this. First, you got to get a calculator emulator if you don't have a calculator, which I didn't. Right. And so I found one. And what was that? It was called Rabbit or something like that. Yeah, Wabbit. Wabbit. All right. Spelled with a W. This thing will emulate a ton of calculators. All you've got to do is provide the ROM. So then you got to go get the ROM. Not that hard to find. I think I looked at like TI ROM, something like that. They got a ton of them. Yeah. But I mean, so which calculator? Who knows, mm-hmm. right? Do you want the newest one, the oldest one? Nobody knows. So what I did was, although I went around to try to figure out which one to, to use. I started off with the TI-83, but I ended up settling on the TI-84 Silver Edition, which is, if you're watching at home, that's the demonstration we're looking at right now. The Silver Edition worked for the stuff I played, uh, and plus some extra stuff that I tried out to yeah. see if I liked it. So then, so you emulated the calculator, you found the ROM, right? Well, then you... How do you load the game? You can't just load the game. It don't work, okay? That means you've got to get the hacked OS front end, Mirage OS. Well, it's a loader. You got to go loader. get. You got to go get this, okay? Then how do you load it? Well, if you're using the uh, if you're using the program, you've got to open Mirage OS. Then you go find your game. You open that. Nothing will happen, by the way. You're just looking at a blank screen like a geek. Then. When you, then you go and load uh, Mirage OS with your apps button. Then you go hit the enter button on the main uh, folder, and then you can load your game. Yeah. So you have to do all these steps. Now, once you've done it once, you're golden. Yeah. Once you figure but it out. But trust me when I tell you that this was no easy task. I spent a good deal of my time this week just trying to load anything. <laughs> you because know, naively, I thought, oh, I'll just open the game. No. Yeah. That's not the way she rolls. So. Yeah. You're going to try these at home, and I suggest you do because they're interesting, and there are tons of games, and there are several sites dedicated to downloading games. There's yeah. tons and tons of games, and I tried uh, I tried several. and, mm-hmm. I, and you know, I, I had said what I was going to play, and I stuck with it, but I did try Phoenix, and, and it's, it's, it's pretty good. I tried several shooters that were not bad. Uh, the, the screen hinders you, but of course, if you're emulating, you don't, you're not getting that blurry... Uh, effect that you get when you play these on a, on a on a an original calculator. Now, how how big a hassle was playing this stuff on the calculator screen back in the day with the blur and whatnot? I, I mean, it was worse than a Game Boy, an original Game Boy, but not as bad as most other handhelds that were out in the market. Um, the 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 real the pixel real estate on these calculators are surprisingly robust. Uh, there's a lot more uh, pixels per inch screen size than you'd think. It allows you to do some pretty detailed stuff. The refresh rate, however, kind of crap. Yeah. And because it was never it was never designed to do this kind of stuff. Now, later calculators got way better screens. Yeah. We're not talking cell phone quality screens, but still way better screens. Um, two other things I want to... I want to touch on real quick. When they added the ability to transfer files between calculators and to uh, computers and stuff, I personally wrote a program, a chat program, where you can tie two calculators together and and 
you type in what you want, and you hit enter, and it sends it to the other calculator, and the other calculator is running the chat program. That seems and dumb to me. No, it was awesome. But how long was your cable to do that? Oh, it. we modified the cable. I think our cable was like 12 foot or something. So you had a 12 foot cable run between the desks of the classroom? Well, what... How did the teacher not see that? In the pre-calc, one person was set on one side of the table, and you we had tables. We didn't have desks. So we ran the cord under the table. Uh-huh. So as long as you kept your, your calculator at the edge of the desk, yeah. the cable just looked like it was going into the floor. Uh-huh. And no one ever said, you know. And what did you use it to? Did you cheat? Um, we, Although we could have ch- cheated, uh, the person I mainly chatted with was, was, was just as bad uh-huh. at pre-calc as I was. Uh-huh. Uh, so no, we mostly just chatted. It was more we can do it than... The, it was functionally useful. To I don't know. If you, when you go and modify your cable to make it 12 foot, there's something to that. Something's no, going on there. Oh, you, know, it, you Think about it. We just covered the end gauge. Right. You guys would have been begging for an end gauge at that yeah. point. You'd have been begging for no, no, one. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're completely missing the point. This is one of those things. I mean, we could have passed notes across the table. Yes, that's what Using, I was. I used to hit the paper wise with a note written on it. But you suck. This was, the point of this, Aaron, was that we could do it. It was something we were doing, right? So yeah. it was awesome. So you did it because you can. That's right. You're now you're catching it. Uh, you could also share high score tables that way. Pretty cool. Yeah. High scores on what? What Tetris or whatever game, game you're playing? Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're a real big old geek. Now, so you were super excited when this came up, I'm oh, guessing. Oh, well... Because thank God you know about this stuff, because this, this is an unknown realm for me. This, this is a lot of high school memories mm. for me. Uh, this is when I was, you know, uh, 14 to 17. Yeah. I, we played a lot on these TI calculators, because it was one of those things, just like today, I'm sure, in the classroom, you could have your calculator out, but you can't have your phone out. Yeah. And you couldn't have a Game Boy out. Uh, and, I mean, the uh, teachers aren't stupid. They knew what was going on, right? Yeah. But... I don't know. Teachers might not know. No, I, I think most teachers knew. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, is that really the hill you're going to die on? No, it isn't. I want to, I want to <laughs> mention a few things, because the wheel piece we drew was calculator games. Yeah. And despite the fact that we pretty much focus on the TI, and that really... Let's, that's don't that's let, it. Don't let me fool you. I mean, it's the big daddy, yes. okay? But Casio... Some of these other brands, they've also got games on them. Uh, and I, I, so I'll say that. And also, I want to mention that this is a differential. Uh, I didn't pick anything that was an emulator. because. And by the way, there's tons no. of emulators. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if you've got a, one of the more advanced TIs, you can have some incredible emulated Game Boy Advance, stuff like yes. that. Is it fast? Not the ones I saw. No. But they did have, like, emulation that was, some of it was okay. You know, and some of it was in color, if you had a color thing. You know, so somebody has taken some time to to fool with these things. Yeah. Uh, Geekly, I will say that. And a lot of these were, what can we do to make a popular game? Yeah. Your, your, Your dooms, your quakes, your... Uh, uh, your street fighters. What can we do to make these function on a calculator? Because you use the name, you know, Doom, to, to get people hyped to yeah. look at your stuff. But then you have to make something that's like Doom. Yeah. So seeing how people compress these ideas into something that would work on the calculator 
was actually quite interesting how in much, a lot of cases. How much space would a calculator be able to hold? Oh, it... Because they didn't have SD cards and stuff no, back then. What no, no. How much could you... I, I was wondering the size of these games. I mean, when you... When you recall how big the... It was, I think, four megs uh-huh. was where the TI-85 type, typed out. Yeah. I cannot remember for sure. And do you recall how much memory the TI has as, no. as, a, as a device? No. Not much. It's, <laughs> it's quite interesting to look into. So now let's get to the nitty gritty because that was a long intro here. This is long for a reason. A lot to go through. But also, when you, one thing I've noticed is when you get to the games, there's not a ton of stuff to say about it, but we're going to get into them. So we had to pick two games uh, to look at on here. And I'm not going to lie to you, the brand. I was slightly intimidated by this uh, topic. And so I thought to myself, I'm going to pick a game that I, I know someone can get to work because I've seen people talk about it, you know. Uh, but what I didn't realize is I couldn't find any footage of it. So I had to, I had to generate the footage, too. So that's all. So this week I had to do the footage. So the game I chose, uh, the brand, you sort of mentioned it, was Bam, Doom, or more precisely, Z-Doom. Yes. All right, Z-Doom. Now... Uh, I'm assuming that the majority of people here have heard of the game Doom. I would hope so, Just in case you haven't, uh, the original Doom uh, released for the PC in 93, Brent. That seems like forever ago, doesn't it? No. What a, what a, by the way. That was about the same time I was programming on calculators. When when the original Doom came out, Mm -hmm. I went over to the Chud's house. I was in his room. He goes, look at this game. And he loaded up Doom. And I, I kid you not where I was flabbergasted. Yeah. I couldn't physically believe what I was seeing. Uh, it was one of the most astounding things I ever saw. I mean, yeah. in terms of PC games. Uh, created by Carmack, Romero, uh, and the like. Uh, you know, ID Software did the, you know, the id, if you will. They were behind it. And this thing, of course, took over the world, yeah. right? And so, uh, it's the tale of a space marine that's fighting through, uh, uh, Aliens and whatnot. It's it doesn't need much of a backstory. You go kill now. That's the backstory. Demons in hell. Demons, yeah. the whole nine yards, and so and zombie guards, all nine yards. So one of the running jokes is, hey, does it run Doom? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the, that's the stick. And so what they, in fact, I think you had mentioned this a while back how about running on a toaster or something yeah. like that. So yes, they've got Doom to run on practically everything. And so, really, you probably think to yourself, "This isn't too much of a stress to to, to run this on a calculator." But I mean, you got to think you're using the most limited resources on a calculator. One no. thing to note: yes, a lot of things that run Doom, yeah, are just something else is running Doom, and it's displaying Doom. Yeah. So on the TI, it is running its version of yeah. Doom. And so, so that's that's very. Dis- important distinction. I've tried to look up as much as I can about this Doom. Again, this we're not talking about, there's not like a, 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 a Moby or something yeah. for these. Yeah. You're, you're pretty much on your own. And so when you see this footage and stuff, if you're watching, this is me playing, and I had to figure all this stuff out. So, Z-Doom. What's the scoop on this thing? Well, as far as I can tell, uh, this thing came out uh, sometime around 2007. Now it popped. I don't know if you there. Are, it's gotten some coverage on some uh, big YouTube channels, like LGR did a little, a little blurb yeah. on it about playing games on the calculator because he's a big calculator guy, uh, and some other people picked it up when he did. 
But it, this is what I think it came out. I think the team behind it was called Tift Productions. Uh, uh, that is a, a combination of uh, doing programming and graphics. A guy named uh, Guillermo Hoffman, uh, Lance Burns, Alexis Gimard, and Raphael Sirianni. Some of these guys worked on it before, and then ultimately Hoffman took it over. Not, not, the, yeah. not the Amiga Hoffman, another Hoffman. Uh, this game originally w was called Doom 83, and they uh, uh, start, it was originally, this is coming straight from the uh, webpage about it, by the way. Uh, it says that uh, uh, this started as a basic de demo of a Doom-like engine. Then they moved it to ASM, added enemies, weapons, and released Doom 83 for the TI-83+. And then that sort of went away. In 2003, uh, uh, Hoffman thought it would be kind of a neat thing to work on. And I, as of when this was written, uh, which would be 2007, he had uh, juiced up considerably. Yeah. Uh, what you get on this are four levels. By the way, I did not beat the four levels. I don't know if you <laughs> no, did. No, I did not, no. Uh, you get three weapons. I don't think I ever saw another weapon, but I know they're there. Uh, you, it has game save, which I didn't try because I didn't need to, and restore. And it even has a, a, a there's even a menu option for, a, a, at some point, I think they had played on a versus mode, possibly over those cables. That would be pretty cool, actually. That would be pretty cool. So, let's talk about Z-Doom as a game, as a game you play. Okay. okay? A calculator, the TI calculator has basically like arrow keys. So, yes. you've got the controls covered. And then you, oh, you got plenty of buttons. Right, yeah, right. That's never an issue. There's a button near the top on the left called the second button. Yeah. That's, that apparently is the calculator standard for fire. It is, yes. Uh, if you emulate this, uh, uh, it, you're going to end up pitting, I believe it's shift or something does it. There's some button on the keyboard that emulates playing that if you try this in the in the emulation program. And you know what I did? What'd you do? I, I used the arrow keys and then the mouse. I just put over the second button. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. You can use the mouse to, to do it as well. Uh, you've got your weapon select uh, as the function keys at the top of the calculator. And it starts you off, it just basically dumps you into this monochrome game. Now, um, does this look like Doom? Um, I mean, it's close. It's not yeah. bad. I, I think mean, I think it looks a lot like. It's Doom. actually let, let's describe what it looks like. So it's monochrome and everything's wireframe. But I will say the enemies look like enemies. Yeah. The walls look like walls, and the scrolling is quite nice. Yeah. All things considered, this actually is quite the uh, quite the interesting scroll that they've got going. It's amazing to me that you can get this thing to scroll like it does. It's quite remarkable, and the game is fleshed out enough to where you've even got the Doom guy's hand. It gives you your ammo and your uh, life in the corner. Now, there were some things I couldn't get to work. I could not blow up a barrel, for example. There are barrels. Yeah. I couldn't get to blow them up. Uh, yeah, I think they're just uh, There's objects. health, there's ammo, and you're also going to come across uh, certain pillars, which I wasn't sure about what the pillars meant. I didn't know if that was an entrance or an exit, because when the level ends, just, it just ends. Yeah, I think they were just things. Um you also have bad guys. Now, I only saw the one type of bad guy, yeah. which were like the, the zombie marines that are in there. 
Uh, of course, there's no sound on this, although no. apparently, apparently some of the calculators do have sound, good sound, but this one does not. Uh, and so as you go through here, it's very much like Doom. You scroll around. It's much like Doom in a very wide area. You've got a lot of room to move. Uh, they, don't, they don't use really tight hallways uh, in this, so you can, it's not that bad. You can get confusing, but I was I was routinely able to get past the first level. Yeah, same. It just sort of ends, basically. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, yeah, there is conditions. I just, I'm just i not 100% sure what they are. I think you get to a certain <laughs> point that ends. That's, that's the condition. Did you beat the first level at yeah. all? Yeah. Did you beat the second no. level? Okay, I didn't either. One thing that happens in this that's unlike real Doom, well, I mean, I guess it's sort of like it. If you get, a, if you get an enemy up on you, uh, they'll start peeling away your life. Now, I, of course, there's no sound, so I don't know if they're shooting you, biting you, running into you, whatever it is. But you can also get turned around where you've got an enemy you don't know they're there, and you have to sort of spin around. There's no indication. You have that to watch there. your health. Yeah. yeah, and so your health will rapidly decrease when these guys are on top of you. And so you—that's the one thing that I'll be. This is a duh duh moment. Yeah, enemies decrease your health, but they decrease it real fast, right? Uh, I played this. There's actually difficulty levels, just like in the real Doom. And so I played this on the lowest difficulty level I could, uh, to get, at least to get used to it. Uh, but uh, 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 I found it... Is it Doom? It is it, No. Because Doom had highly detailed corridors and stuff. I, it's funny that I went through when I was playing some of these other games, and they, they someone did a version of Castle Wolfenstein 3D on here. And it was a graphically superior game. Yeah. You know, but this yeah, one, one, this one is more playable than that one. It was that one was awful busy. It was very chopped. There's yeah. also another version of Doom on the on the on the uh, phone on the calculator that's just straight up called Doom. Yeah, yeah. I tried it. Good. It stinks. <laughs> it's sort of like this Doom, but crappier. It's you know? no. It, it, it's it's not written. I don't think it's written in assembly. It just has you. Chop down corridors. You go. You press up. It moves you a set a set segment forward, and it has enemies just kind of pop up, and you have to shoot them real quick. Yeah. And that's we that can't be it can't be overstated to mention that this is rendering this dungeon and the depth and of the geometry in real time. I mean, it yeah. isn't like it, and it works well. It's surprisingly good. Now there are some downsides to it. The enemies will get caught on stuff. Sometimes, sometimes the enemies you see them through the wall. Yeah, uh, the enemies are very. Th this game is hard. Yeah, uh, I thought it was really hard. Bungie. But I mean, if if I was playing this on a calculator back in the day in school, holy smokes, I'd have been losing my mind because yeah. it would have been awesome. The scrolling effects are really good. It's a real game, is what I'm saying. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, is this okay? If someone didn't say. Aaron, this is Doom. Would you know it was Doom? Yes, absolutely. Because, because of the hand? Because of the, the bad guys, The right? bad guys and also the way you're holding the gun in your yeah. hand. It looks like Doom. So, in my opinion, I think this is distinguishable enough to say, yes, they made a version of Doom for the TI calculator. Yeah. Now, does it feel like Doom? Does it feel like... Is it a replacement for playing Doom? No, not at all. No. I mean, yeah, come on, guys. It's a calculator. Yeah. You're not getting that type of, uh, of detail and that type of uh, control and fun. But, considering that they took the concept of Doom, made it monochrome, 
put it on a calculator and made it something where if someone picked it up and had played Doom in the past, that they would say, oh, this is Doom on a calculator, is phenomenal. Yeah. It's absolutely mind-blowing. My biggest complaint, uh, and, and this is just, really, this is nitpicking, because there's is there things to complain about this game? Yeah, the walls bug out sometimes. Uh it, you, you, it's real easy to get lost because there's no map or anything. Yeah, luckily, it's, you, <clears throat> when you haven't been to a certain place, there's almost always bad guys. There, right. That help. <clears throat> that, the only thing that kind of throws me out of it is when the enemies come up on you. I mean, they get, they're small yeah, and they get scale. larger. They, they sca- scale the just scale. like everything else. Yeah. But the, they get gargantuan. Yeah. They, well, they get right up on you. Yeah, when they're right up on top of you, it looks like you're two foot tall and they're ten foot tall. It is neat, though, because, I mean, that's what it the would look de- like. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, the, well, no, it doesn't. No, but I mean, they look really good when yes. you get up close. Yeah, the detail on them really sells it. It's so that aspect I'm not drawing a problem with. But they get really big, and it's kind yeah, of Yeah, the game doesn't scale with the thought of you holding the gun standing there in mind. Right. It just keeps scaling bigger and bigger until they're huge. Right. But that's not... Usually, if you get that close, they're going to kill you anyway. Yeah, and, and again, this is, this is just things that I, I'm pointing out. It's yeah. not even things I'm like, oh, this ruins the game. What ruins the game is you're playing it on calculator. Yeah. But if, like you said... If we would have had this back in the day, because we the game sophistication never got to this level that I saw. Right. Um, this is so over the top good. Uh, it would have blown our collective minds. This is something that you need to experience because this is passion put on display. These people who programmed this. They didn't. They went in and they gave their full effort to make something amazing for a calculator. Yeah, I, I, it was it was pretty impressive. I was surprised at how much. I mean, we've played games in the show that were far less playable than this. Absolutely. And so there you go. And on a calculator, uh, you know, having not having a real calculator, but looking at the calculators I played it. You could absolutely use the controls on the calculator to play the game. It, it's I mean, a little awkward, but no, it, it's completely manageable. Yeah. So I, I was pretty impressed. Now I, I will mention uh, the Brent that uh, the uh, uh, this game has been entered into public domain, so yeah. you can you can go grab it and play with it if you wish. Uh, I'm not sure how TI feels about Mirage OS on their they old don't calculator. Like it. <laughs> you, can, you can get that. Uh, Easily enough. So this, if you have a TI calculator and have a data cable, uh, as far as I could tell, it would simply be a matter of transferring over Mirage well, OS and transferring over this game, and you're in business. You have to, it, a lot of these games are uh, dependent on what version of the calculator you have, if it will work. Um, some games, I don't know if necessarily this one does, have other ports to other versions of calculators. And a lot of that comes down to what processors in the calculator. Because, like I said, as time went on, and you can't say like, "Well, the TI-85 must be more powerful than the TI-83." No, Texas Instrument Naming Convention is the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever like, seen. Like, I don't know why the Silver Edition. I don't know what the difference between that and I, who knows. No, uh, but if you have the right kind of calculator and can get this on there, holy cow, go do it right now. Yeah, it's we, amazing. We did get a, a review. Someone had the guts and the sure. determination to give it a shot. And, of course, it's Pajaco this time around, same as like usual. Great A super user. Uh, he uh, had a look at Doom. He says, it's an amazing feat of programming to get any first-person shooter running on a calculator. 
But when reality kicks in, the clunky controls, blurry <laughs> screen refresh rate, and overall speed of the game uh, when shooting suckers in the face make it less make for a less than stellar game experience. So, but y'all can play these on a real calculator. Um, I'll give it a break because heck, it's a calculator game. But I can't imagine playing this for long periods of time. But as a way to take your mind off the boredom of learning in class, this is pretty neat. Some bugs meant that I saw enemy sprites facing to the left or right while they were still shooting you, and the draw distance made it tricky to find your way around. Sometimes you think there's a turning uh, up, there's a turn up ahead. It's just the walls haven't drawn yeah. yet. That is yeah. true. There is a draw distance in this, and, that, and hey. it's funny. You can actually see the guys as like almost like a little stick man yeah. far away. But yeah, there is a draw distance in there. Hey, hey it's better than uh, uh, last week on the end game. Yeah. To quote. <laughs> Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. <laughs> Worth checking out on a calculator to say you've seen it, but stick to more classic video games on your calculator. Six out of ten yeah. from Pajaco. And I'd say that's a that's a fair assessment. I do as well. Uh, the brand. Now, so that was that was a Z Doom. Uh, I, w- I would have a look at it. Like he said, it's worth it's worth doing just to say you did it. Now you went in a different direction here. Yes. In fact, I would say a uh, safer direction, yeah. frankly. Yes. Uh, what did you pick out? Well, I went with something I knew. And, and so I went to the classic Tetris. And let me tell you something, folks. There are a million versions of Tetris that you can play on your calculators depending on what uh, calculator you have and what uh, uh, software you can get a hold of. Tetris, very popular game to put on the calculator. Uh, we're going to look at Z Tetris in particular this for right now, but I'm actually going to talk about a wide variety of Tetrises because yeah, we I didn't, played a couple. Yeah, we didn't have Z Tetris back in my day. We just had oh, back in your day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get on my lawn. <laughs> um, we had one the, the TI-85 that was a Tetris that was a lot like Z Tetris, where you could only although we could only spin the piece one way. Um, it actually didn't have just solid colored blocks. They were they had some design on them. Um, a lot of them were just outlines and maybe had just dots in the middle of the pieces. Uh, but this is just like the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. There's a reason why Tetris works so well in the calculator. It's a simple, fun, addictive game that... Works well enough with the screen. I mean, there is some screen blur uh, when things get going a little bit fast, but it's still 100% playable, and it's Tetris. It's perfectly, perfect. it works perfectly for a calculator. It plays perfectly. It plays exactly what you would think. Now, Aaron, I know you've, you didn't play calculator games back in the day. No. But... Did this feel... I mean, obviously, it looks like Tetris. It plays like Tetris. Yeah. Would you play this version of Tetris if it was available? To well, you? I actually played several versions because I wasn't sure which one you were doing. Right. You were sort of vague I, uh, in your description well, of that. Well, I tried and to... The reason, and when I asked if you had footage of playing it, you were vague in that, too. By I, vague, I mean you didn't get back to me. I tried to find the TI-85 version. I really didn't. I wasn't able to find yeah. the one that I played. You were also vague on which calculator it was going to be on. You didn't. Well, you, you had no information for me this week. And then didn't <laughs> reply to any of my, of my emails. That's okay. I soldiered on. I played a couple. 
I thought Z Tetris was pretty much. Well, I mean, they're all about the same. They're yeah, not they are. different. It play. It's a. It's a perfectly serviceable game of Tetris, more so yeah. than Doom. Yes. Uh, this is a. I mean, because it's so much simpler. Uh, now, you, of course, you don't get multicolored pieces. It would have been nice if they'd had patterns, but I don't think yeah. that's possible. Yes, it is because I've I've played Tetrises with patterns. Yeah, but I mean, this was a t- totally serviceable Tetris. That's what I thought. Yes, that's not a whole lot to say about it. Well, I mean, it keeps your high scores. Yeah. Um, this uh, there's no kind of versus mode, although I'm sure you probably could program something like that in. Then maybe something like that exists, not the one we played though, but. You didn't answer my question. Would you would you get a calculator if you had a calculator with this on it, Aaron, and you wanted to play Tetris? Would you get your calculator out and play Tetris on it, or would you play it through other means? I mean, if I was in class, I no, I no. Right now, today, what I, I would. I'll okay. Say well, what I, the reason why I'm asking? No, no. There's a reason. <laughs> I feel if, like I'm getting interrogated here. If I wanted to play a portable version of Tetris, yeah. and I had this on my calculator, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. And let's say I'm sitting in the car, I've got my calculator in one hand, and my phone in the other hand, and then a laptop beside me. I would play Tetris on the calculator. Okay, why? Because it has tactile buttons, okay. which is better than the phone. Yeah, It's right. something I can hold in my hand that makes it better than a laptop. Yeah. Now, would I play, play it on the Game Boy over the calculator yes but if this was available it is a totally viable way to play tetris doom is not a vi- it's not a viable way to play doom if you want to play doom okay it's not a viable way to play a lot of games that are available but for tetris this is a viable i want to play tetris on my calculator type of game and I think that's amazing, considering the the technology that is out there today. That a calculator is a fun way to pay, play Tetris over, say, a phone or a laptop or something like that. Now, you know, I didn't try it, so I thought I'd ask you. I noticed that this had a two-player option. Is that is that just a hot seat? I didn't try it. Did you actually try it? No, no, I didn't explore because I didn't have two players. It'd be neat. It would be neat if you could link these up, so like they'll game. Well, away. I'm like I said. I the version I played back in the day didn't have that, but it's totally possible that this does, or that there's a version out there that does, because it's something that the the calculator is uh, does have the functionality to do. So if it had that, holy cow, that's just an over the top thing. That's one thing better. Well, it's it's still goofy. You're, it's not goofy. You've got the cable stretch, your twelve foot cable stretch across the room. How do you play Game Boy games linked? I don't. And you, so you have the wire. You have a switch or something. No. Something like that. <laughs> and you call yourself a retro gamer. Now let me ask you: since since your game, I mean, it's Tetris. Did you try any other games this week that uh, that uh, you thought were interesting? I uh, I went through several. Like much like you didn't know which Tetris I was playing. I didn't know which Doom you were playing for the longest time. So I played tried a lot of Dooms, and let me tell you, the quality varies greatly. Between I only knew versions. the two. I only tried the oh, two. Oh, I, I tried Doom, Doom Two, uh, several different versions of Doom. The Corridor Doom was the worst. I saw a two D Doom, no. what, where they just kind of slapped the Doom title onto things. Yeah, and you've got to watch that because there's a lot of people who want to program for this that uh, obviously don't have the capabilities to. Now, something that needs to be mentioned. 
because I'm sure someone's going to bring it up. You can't do all the fancy maneuvering in this Tetris that you can in other versions of Tetris. This is a lot like the Game Boy version of Tetris. So you're not well. You're not going to be doing T-spin combos and crap like that. But it's still a very comparable, compatible with a calculator version of Tetris that is playable when you want to play Tetris. Were you singing a little songs while you played in your head? I don't even like that. I mean, that's the tune you're going with. We got a review for this for this Tetris game, and it was from Bajaco, who writes, "Okay, it's Tetris." Everything Woo-hoo! has Tetris, but that's because it can be a cool game. I played a different version before this was written in Basic, and it was slow. Yeah, the Basic one. It was so slow. slow that I had time to go on vacation and come back before the piece had made its way down the bottom of the screen. So <laughs> make sure to play Z Tetris as it's much more playable. The down, I was wondering about that. I thought my emulator was screwed up well, on the first I, one. I, I, I have, well, go, ahead, go ahead. The downside is that uh, I played. Uh, Many better Tetris games over the year at years, and now I'm spoiled by them. And so, sadly, this seems quite dull by comparison. One of the better games to play on a blurry screen on your calculator, but just missing a little polish like T spins. But it's better than those cheap LCD Tetris games that were everywhere at the Absolutely. time. And given that you can play this in the classroom, as uh, uh, learning avoidance is pretty cool. Seven out of ten, Brent. Something I want to mention. We tried to program Tetris in Basic using letters that drop down. You know, yeah, like the T shape would actually be made out of T's. Oh God, it wasn't good. No, but <laughs> we tried. What made though. you think that would work? Huh? You idiots. Well, I mean, it, it sort of. We were in high school. Yeah, that well, clearly you didn't grant. You didn't get much smarter after that. Well, I will say, as we as we, I pl- think that's cruel. As we, <laughs> I'm so sorry. As we okay, close the book on calculators, I will say, uh, I found this uh, an unusual topic. Yeah. It was definitely outside our normal uh, uh, area of expertise, but I enjoyed it. And I, there are actually some decent games. And I yeah. will say the calculator emulation, as stupid as that sounds, it's apparently quite good and quite valued. Yeah. And so uh, it's good to see that now people can use this stuff instead of having to pay, pay 150 bucks for it. A proper calculator. Well, it still happens. So there you go. You hey, enough of this. Let's spin the wheel. Bro. All Let's right. Get that sucker going. So you added some stuff to the wheel this week, as I do every week. What do you that's got? That's kind of how this thing works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We added. Uh, the piece we added was Japanese arcade exclusives from Happy Coding. All right. And our retro rewind piece. And I didn't plan this. I just pulled it out of the bag. The Coleco Adam. Oh, beautiful. I've got my Adam sitting right there. I've been trying to make a video on it for two weeks. <laughs> By the way, I want to thank Jason Warren for the calculator idea. I'm, he's off the hook. I was going to kill him, and now I'm not. Fired up. Good spin. What'd you get, the brand? I can't see that far. We got serious games that were funny from Super Tech Boy. Serious games that were funny. Funny, you want to try to fill me? What does that mean exactly? The brand serious games that were funny. These are games that tried to have a serious, uh, uh, you know, a serious plot or a serious point involved in them, but just it didn't work. It fell off the map. Paul Kitchen already has an advisement for you. Battle chess. 
which is your catch-all for everything. You never know. We might do violence. So yeah. serious games that turned out to be funny. Well, that yes. might, you know, I could see, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of the uh, 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 imports that have language issues, stuff like that. Or weird shooters. There, I can see some options there. That might be kind of neat. Absolutely. Um, just a few, a little bit of house cleaning here before we take it to, take it to the house. Uh, next week, uh, we will be having International Computer Club. But finally, the day has arrived. It will be next Saturday, the twenty first, and it will be at four thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all going down at the International Computer Club. Uh, this is a gathering. Of folks uh, to get together, talk about various computer projects they're doing, book reviews, video game reviews, uh, modding, uh, anything, uh, uh, hardware, uh, anything you could think of. We've already got a, a very healthy lineup uh, on this episode, uh, so but we've still got room. If you're interested in getting in there, if you'd like to sign up, you can go to the Discord, Amigos Discord, International Computer Club area. There's a sign-up sheet. Put your name in there. We'll get you in. Uh, who knows what will go down. I've been told there could be some uh, um, YouTube luminaries showing up uh, this time around. So you never know. Uh, but it might that should be interesting. So that's International Computer Club. You can watch it on Twitch at 4.30 Eastern Standard Time next week. Or uh, you can also come and watch it in our Discord. You're more than welcome, even if you're not going to be presenting. And uh, if you would like to join us with a project or just join us uh, for no good reason... Uh, and you're not a member of our Discord, send me an uh, uh, email at argpresents at mail.com, and I will get with you and get you set up. Um, Brent, what do you got? A uh, little thing called Boat Fest happening in the end of June, June 24th, 25th. Oh, man, it's almost here. Get it? your tickets. You can go to boatfest.info to, to get your tickets, find out all the information. Uh, this will be a good time, or we will die trying. You know, I'm I'm such a, a geek, I guess, but I'm looking forward to having a, a, a decent sized room and just having all the equipment out, so I can just go to area to area, just play to all this stuff. You know, it's mine. A lot of it would be mine, but it's like you never get to play everything. You know, you know, and so it'll be fun to have all this stuff out. You know, Boat Fest will either be a glorious uh, time that everyone should want to experience, yeah. Or it will be a train wreck that everyone will want to see for themselves. Well, I think it's either good. way, buy your tickets now. It should be a good time. I know we've got a lot of people coming uh, in, uh, and it should be a fun. I suspect that, that what, after the locals pick up their uh, ticket allotment, that'll be it'll be a sellout, uh, such as it was. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, if you are coming in, if you have any questions uh, about it that aren't uh, taken care of on the, give them the URL for that, boatfest.info. If you have any further questions, again, you can send me an email at argpresents at mail.com. Any questions about where to stay or what's going to be available, I'd be more than happy to and, uh, get with you And on something that. we have to note, tickets are limited because of fire code yeah. Uh, numbers. Yeah. So don't it's think not a huge, it's not a huge haul. Don't it's, think you're going to show up the day of and like just waltz in. Yeah. It, there are. Although if get you it did in that, if you can. If you did that, we might better get you in. Depending on how it goes, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, you know, this is something I had barely even thought about, but Boat mentioned him. Just a, just a quick blip. Uh, uh, sometime in in July, we'll also be having a Megathon. We haven't even talked about a Megathon this year yeah. until now. So that stay tuned for more information about a Megathon. I don't know what we're going to, if you never know with Boat, what he's got cooking, uh, but uh, we'll have a Megathon coming up in July. So, yeah, keep the ball rolling, Brent. 
Any uh, final thoughts this week before we take this thing to the house? Uh, no. Thanks, uh, everybody. Let's, we're going to have some serious games that were funny next yeah. week. And thanks to everybody uh, who joined us live in chat. We appreciate you guys. And uh, we will catch you guys next week on the flip side. Until then, uh, pull out your expensive calculator and waste your education. Adios, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Devin Styles for our vector style graphics and Bit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Dryerlet 17, Theron Garut, Templar Mar, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalogy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, O'Raw, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, Ram, W. Vetke, Dave, Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmason, Anthony Jarvis, Bitterblitter, Pajaco6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo Edel, The Slow Norris, Terry Howard, Ola Folk, and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com.